Okay, so we're back with episode two. Hopefully, the 40 or so people that have listened to us listen to the next one. Maybe not. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love that one of our first reviews came from your daughter, and she was very upset that we compared her to a serial killer. Uh, that was the first feedback I got from your wife was that yeah. she like stormed upstairs and was very uh, upset that her first mention on this was that of she's most likely to be a serial killer. And she's only mad because now we've blown her cover. Which is fair. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so let's talk dad holiday, Super Bowl, the Eagles win. We wanted to talk about it before the first well. episode. Kansas City won. I'm sorry, Kansas City won. I wanted. I wanted the Eagles. Yeah, to you win wanted too. the Eagles to win. I thought for sure they were gonna when they went up to ten points in 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 the half, and I was like, okay. Yeah, but it was an exciting game to watch. It was fun. Yeah, it was one of the more exciting Super Bowls we've had yeah. in a few years. Uh, if you can recall the Rams New England Super Bowl, where I turned the game off at halftime because it was so fucking boring. When was, what was what year was that? How long was that? I don't know. Uh, was that the first one Tom Brady won? No, that was like five years ago. Jared Goff was the quarterback. Oh yeah, in yeah, the yeah, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley was injured, and that game was boring. I was to say because Tom Brady after was after punt after punt because Tom Brady did beat the Rams in his first Super Bowl. Yeah, but this no. yeah, that's no. why I was confused. That would absolutely be worst Super Bowl ever. So once again, new dad, pro dad, we're here. We've made it to to week two or episode two. We didn't get canceled by Sweet. culture um, with people saying things or hurting feelings. And yeah, I don't care. And we don't care. We're we don't care. we're gonna put this next episode on. And, and yeah, so yeah. we'll take the Super Bowl talk, and that feeds right into our first topic, which is participation awards. Participation awards. I want to start because I, you, you're only a few years older than me, mm-hmm. but I often hear that my generation is the wimpy generation who started participation awards, right? Would you agree that we are the ones I don't know if it's your generation or the one after you, but... Because I got participation awards. Well, I remember getting... your generation because we didn't have that shit. But here's my problem with it. Me as a kid, I didn't say I need a participation award. It was the parents before me. So I feel like the blame should be on the generation. That's not, well. You know what I mean? Because I was getting, I got participation awards for the first time, I think like in sixth grade wrestling is when it started. That's when I started getting them. So that can't be unless you wrestled for some some weird program. What was a freestyle program? But like all of my kids wrestled in club wrestling and none none of them ever had a participation award. So my sixth grade was so it was four my fourth place and up. You got you got Well I'm talking about as the club at the end they gave like they had like a club awards and like there was like No. So yeah, so they had a, a banquet for the club team that you paid to be a part of. I was in sixth grade. I think my brother was like in third grade. And I, we kinda touched on this a little bit in the first one. Yeah, see, but so like, I still had middle school wrestling. Well I had middle school. But middle school, um, I didn't join until my seventh grade. It didn't start till seventh grade for us. Seventh and eighth grade was the only two years you could do middle school wrestling as a team. Okay. So sixth grade, I was still just the club freestyle, but they had a banquet at the end of the year, and like they gave out like a coach's award, uh, blah, 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 most pins. Well, but they gave out 
at the end, everybody got a trophy for participating, for being on the team. Yeah, no. I so that was the first time I'd ever gotten one. But like I said, it's it wasn't. It's not like my no. group of kids went together and said, "Hey, we all want trophies." No, but they all realized you all were soft, so they decided. So whose fault is that though? Is that the parents before us, or is it? Could you put the blame on the kid? No, because typically that I would put that on the coach, and whatever coach you had, obviously didn't win shit. So he. Because I don't want my kid out. to get participation awards. No, I I disagree with them. You are. You are hurting these kids more than you're helping them. You need to prepare them for failure because you will fail multiple times in your life. None of us win. You don't win 100% of the time. And I don't think it's, I don't, I think that's the problem though is we have to get people away from that fear of failure. Like no, no, failing no. is you good. You need to. Yeah, failing you, is good. Yes, you need to learn how to fail and learn how to recover from failure and learn. So there's a, there's a story, I don't know if you've ever heard this, about uh, Jim Carrey and his dad. So Jim Carrey is like one of like seven or eight kids or some ridiculous like that. And he talked about – he was giving some graduation speech for some school, you know, that paid him lots of money. And he talks about how his dad was really a funny guy, like probably could have been a great comedian. But he was always told to take the safe job. Um, and he did. So he took – he was like an accountant or something ridiculous like that. Something safe that everybody said, this is a safe job. Don't, don't – right. that way you're not going to fail. Well, he goes, well, then like he had like seven or eight kids and he got fired from his job. And like Jim Carrey's message was, if you're going to fail, why don't you fail at something you actually love? Because you can still fail at the things that sound safe and all those other things. So if you're going to fail, like go fail and try to be a comedian, try to be an actor, because you can still fail as an accountant. There's no, there's no real safe job you can have that says you're not right. going to fail. And I think that's like, for me, that's what I want my kid to understand is I want you to fail. I oh, want you to you, learn from it. Yeah, you need to try things. You want you first. You need to try things out. Yeah, you can't be scared to go and try something, and that's a parent's job is to encourage them. If they show an interest, then you show an interest to encourage them. Because I think that was one of my problems as a younger athlete. I was afraid to fail. I felt like if I failed, then and I was. That's also a driving factor. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on the kid, though, because for me, like, what ended up happening, a good portion... No, no, no. That is not the kid. Those no? are values they're taught. So if a kid is taught that instead of failing, just don't do it, that breeds one thing. If a kid is taught that failing is okay and you grow and try stronger... Yeah. Then that is the other spectrum. So you can either have kids who... You know, we'll just take, as we were talking about wrestling, you can yeah. take for wrestling, they go and they get beat up and they get beat up and they never win. And instead of trying to grow and get better, they just quit. Yeah. Or you have the kids who try and lose and try and lose, but continuously grow until they start winning. That is the other side of the coin. That is all in parenting. That's all raising. That is not... This, this kid has this feeling and this kid has this feeling. No, that's something they're taught. See, and that's, I don't want to put my parents on blast because I know my mother, she's very, she's German ancestry, German background. She would, she would say it's like a, a show of weakness if you try to put blame on anybody, right? If I try to say it's parenting that caused me to be the way I was. No, but, well, parenting doesn't come just from your parents, though. It no, comes from coaches, where, I think. Where you live, like, it does take a village to raise, so kids learn from everywhere. They're sponges. 
It's grandparents, parents, teachers, uh, can be friends, friends, parents. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think that was, and I'll be the first to admit, that was one of my, when I was first starting out as an athlete, because my parents didn't really let me do sports until sixth grade. Sixth, year, sixth grade is the first year I could do sports. I ended up playing football and doing wrestling. Okay. Those two years. Um, but I was in Boy Scouts prior to that. Like, I was never able to. Ing- so you, they didn't offer them earlier than that? No, they or- offered them. That was when your parents decided it was okay for you to do Yeah, that's when I was allowed. And I was in Boy Scouts prior to that, right? And they said, well, you have to make a choice. And I thought for me it was pretty easy. I was like, I'm going to do football. And so we did football. And then we talked about wrestling. I was tripped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. right. So anyways. um, Yeah, so I am a firm believer that if your kids want to do something, you do it. Yeah. So, like, my son started playing football in first grade, tackle football. Uh, they no longer offer that anymore here. I think it starts at what? Middle school now? Here? Yeah, now it's middle school. They've wiped out all of junior football. Um, but it did start in first grade. Yeah. So, he got, he, he started playing then and all the way up till now. Um, my girls tried cheerleading. <laughs> Didn't like that. Moved on to volleyball. So it's... But I do have a rule. If you sign up for a team, Mm -hmm. you commit to that team, you will finish that season. You don't have to go back and do it next year. But you made a commitment to be part of a team. For that year. And other people are counting on you. You're on that team. You don't get to quit. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the rule for for us was, mm-hmm. but it was it wasn't so much the commitment aspect of it. It was more my parents like we paid. Oh no, the money I don't <laughs> care about. Like, it's I, like you paid, so we're, you're gonna play. No, you have you have other people on your team that count on you and rely on you. We live in a small town, so yeah. your teams aren't that big. So when one person goes away, that makes it harder on everybody else. Like no, if you make a commitment, you stick to it. Period. No, I get that. I um. I wish parents would stick to their punishments when they give them to kids, too, because oh. most parents give up on that. Yeah, that's one of the fun battles we always have, and, and especially as, like, even as, as, as a coach. You know, you have coaches who, you know, want to drop the hammer, but then... Yeah, I then, think... then kind of back away, and, and, and you see parents doing the same thing as a coach. You see outside parents doing the same thing, like, oh... You know, and then you have other parents who think their their child is God's gift to athletics, and I've run into those. Yeah, I'm hoping you're not talking about my son. No, he's a cocky little shit. No, I'm talking about the parents. Oh, the, the, I have parents oh, I've met no, 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 who no. think their child. Yeah, I'm the hardest on my kid. Yeah, no, I have. I'm saying I've I've run into parents who think their child can do no wrong in in any athletics. Oh no no no. And and that's that's harder because it's like yeah. yeah. So let me clear one thing up right now before we go any further. Uh huh. I am all about sports and team team sports and getting involved and learning. Uh, school comes first. Yeah. And all my kids know while you're in a sport, if you drop below a B, you're off that team. Period. I'm pulling you. You will go to every practice. You will participate and help. You will play in zero games. No. I don't think there's a problem with that. No, no, no. School first. That's your job. School yeah. is your job. You have one job in life. I pay for everything else. You're going to do school. Yeah. And so I think that 
I, th- I think nowadays I don't I don't remember if we I don't I don't think that the the wrestling or football team I don't think would give technically participation awards. Not in high school. High school no, I think they're better at it. I think they're better at you know. Hey, here's yeah. your varsity letter. You earned it. Yeah. By the you know criteria. Um, but not everybody's going to walk away yeah, with that. Yeah, but at the same time, I watch bending rules so people get their varsity letters yeah. too, instead of oh yeah, earning it how other people are made. Like there's still there's still some some ease and some bias to it. Oh yeah, I um, think, and I don't think we're doing I don't think we're doing anyone any favors that way. So do you, what do you think are the long term consequences of a kid, boy or girl? Just being handed these trophies every year. What do you think is like? What do you, you what do you see that them five ten years down the line? What have you, you not see? seen the giant increase in people with depression? Oh yeah, I mean, I can guarantee that is a contributing factor. What do you think about their professional lives when they get you know when or you even know. when they step into college? What do you think of the differences when they no, get to college? The dropout rates are the highest they've ever been. Yeah, that's people who can't handle getting a bad grade. And then what about what about once they get into the the working? Do you think it's well? As you can see, every industry is down. Yeah, we need workers everywhere. I mean, no I one wants to so because you, everyone thinks they're worth more than what they are. So you're in, you're in, you're oversee people, correct? Yes, just like I do. Um, and when we're hiring somebody new, I mean, we will go through. Numerous thousands. Uh, I go through it, thousands of applicants before I choose one because none of them. So, where I'm at, we don't even we don't even let you apply. We we bring in a temporary worker attempt. I'm and, against that 100. percent And we say if you make it three months, I'll hire you. I don't. But I have most temps leaving within two hours or at their lunchtime or not even showing do, up. But I don't. I don't feel like that is an honest way. If someone's if you are asking for someone to fill a position, that's the whole interview process. That is the whole filling out an application correctly. Yeah. Um, giving your background. I mean, I, I should stress that it's not for like a supervisor or manager. This no, is just a no, warehouse no, position. position though. Like that is just seeing is, how we've had temps go through it. I, we wouldn't want to, I don't want to go through that hiring process and then someone actually gets in the actual day's work and then they realize because I, I interview the temps. I interview them before they come on, and they will tell me, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I can lift you know, 50 pounds repetitively. I can do all these things. And then their first break comes, they go on break, and then they never show back up. And we pay well. Yeah, but that's also the workforce. Yeah. No one wants to work hard. Everyone wants to get paid top dollar. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, that's what I'm no saying. One, is no one these... wants to put in the amount of time and expertise or gaining expertise as you used to. And I'm saying and that's that what, is part of this culture. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Do you think, uh, you know, because a lot of the people I talk to are 21, 22 that are coming in for these positions, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think participation awards and things like that? Do you think it's leading to that? million percent. Okay. So and I would down. agree with you, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, because they will, I've had people explicitly tell me, um, I I can go get more money. I, I I shouldn't have to work this hard for this money. And they're getting paid very well compared to like, you know, uh, a fast food job. Right. But at the same time. But they want more. But the shift that has happened in the last 10 years is now the, the starter jobs that all our kids should be getting 
when they turn 14 and can get a worker's permit. Yeah. And working summers and weekends during school or whatever to, to gain responsibility and learn are now taken up by, you know, 30, 40, 50-year-olds who are taking these jobs because they're easier. Yeah, because exactly. Because there's less stress, they're easier, and now they're pulling positions from there from and now not allowing our kids to gain any experience. And, and, and at the same time, you have a whole generation that thinks they're better than working as food or better than doing manual labor like landscaping or anything like that. And you can make good livings doing those things. You can make great livings, but it also teaches you about yeah. life. And I think that's the heart. I think that's what I see most is a lot of those young kids come in and think, I, I, the best analogy I have is someone comes in and they say, I want to be here at the top of the mountain, right? I want to be a manager. I want to be a director. I want to be whatever. They don't want to, They don't want the work to climb that mountain, right? Right. They want to come in. They'll interview for this opening position, and they're going to say, "Well, I want to be up here. I want to do what you do. Work for it." I I didn't just come in right. and became like, become this manager, got, or director. I had to be in your shoes. No, I worked. I worked my. Yeah. I worked my low paying, high stress jobs. Exactly. And I gained my experience and worked my way up. I got an education that allowed me to bring my um, experience higher. And I evolved after failing at multiple things or learning that, hey, this crappy job is a failure. I don't want to be here forever. You use that as a stepping stone. Yeah, and you, you work your way up like... I can't imagine going into the company I work for and saying, yeah, I think I want to be the owner now. <laughs> like, Doesn't work that way? Are you sure? In some fucking fantasy land, <laughs> it might, but in the real world, no. Oh, well, but you can... I'll take note. But I will tell you this, though. In the corporate world now, everywhere, if you show initiative, if you you put in your work, you don't call in, you show up, you do your job, you do as much as you can to learn and gain. People get elevated quickly now. It's not like before where yeah. you're at the car plant and you're on the fucking assembly line for 15 years before you get promoted to the easier assembly line. No, like you can get promoted two or three times in a year now just by giving a shit. Yeah, and that kind of takes me to the next part of it, which was... Because I, I want to make sure, obviously, you have the experience, but there's that fine line of encouraging your kids and then pushing them too hard or, or that fine line of falling into those parents that think their child is, is the, you know, God's gift to athletics or whatever they're doing. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Because I think – now, this is – maybe this is something you don't agree with. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. Yeah. But – I, I, something I've noticed in my life or just talking to other people, right? When you're like a five-year-old, six-year-old, you remember being told you can be anything you want, right? You can be anything you want. What do you want to be? You want to, you want to be a president. You want to oh, be, no, no, no. you want to be lawyer, right? Let, let me embarrass my son that you know very well. Okay. Let me, when well, I'll continue, about, but you go, go ahead. When he was just, just this little tidbit, when he was that age, um, his biggest like dream was to be a hammer. A hammer. He wanted to be a hammer. Not like a hammerhead shark. No, 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 no. Just a hammer. He wanted to be a hammer. <laughs> Is that he wanted to build shit and pound shit? I mean, what guy doesn't? <laughs> Your son might have learned from the best. 
he might have been a fucking genius. Yeah, he might. Yeah, yeah. But no, like that was, he might have had that, the was inside our, track. that was a running joke in our family for a long time. Like Jackson wanted to be a hammer, like wooden handled, fucking iron top hammer. But well, anyways, keep going on your topic. So, so when you're five or six years old, you're told numerous times you can be anything you want. Dream, you know, dream, dream as big as you want, right? But then, I, I, I feel like, and this is coming from a, a personal like experience, right? I have something I want to say to this, but I'm not. So when you're five or six, you know, you're told us. But then, like, I, I noticed when it, it it changes when you hit like twelve or thirteen, and you start talking about those dreams. Like for me, it was to be a comedian, to be an actor, right? And I would constantly get hit with this, like, you know, that's a really tough. That's really tough. You should you should probably look into more like accounting or um, no. management. That's yeah. what I was hit with. So no. So it's like we build these kids up, and I'm just wondering. Now, like I said, yeah, yeah. you no. might not agree. No, you, no, 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 We build these kids up to um, say you can be anything you want, but then when they hit start at a certain age, we almost feel like. I, and I understand there's a reality, right? If your son wants to be a hammer, you when they hit twelve or thirteen, if they still have that dream, you got to say you're not a fucking object. It's like um, if you said you wanted to be a dinosaur, probably not going to happen. Uh, I, I, like, but I feel like I was hit with that when I hit twelve or thirteen, where I I followed through with my dream in terms of like from five years old to thirteen. I was like, yep, I still want to be an actor. I want to be a comedian. But all of a sudden, it seemed like the teachers and the adults around you changed oh. their tone of like, mm, that's a really tough. Like, you're not going to be. Maybe yeah. you should look at this, and it's like, and then you're always told you got to listen to your adults, right? You have to listen to the adults. So I was thinking. They must know something I don't. So then I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, that's shitty. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's that that ebb and flow of like, oh, you know, when they're little, we're allowed to tell them they can be anything they want. But then we we feel like, and that's the part the part I'm gonna have an issue with is when my kid turns five, six, and he says, "I want to be a hammer." And, um, and you fucking, I'm going to be like, all right, let's be a fucking hammer, dude. Be the best yeah. hammer you can be. Yeah. Uh, be a DeWalt or uh, whatever <laughs> hammer is the best hammer out there. And then when he's 13, if he still comes to me and says, I still want to be a fucking hammer. And then you start, but you don't have to be like, you can't be a fucking hammer, you idiot. That's an object. You can be like, so what in carpentry do you like? Yeah, exactly. Like, but I didn't get that. And no, that's, no, no, and that's no, where I'm trying to wonder. And I don't. Yeah, so I... Obviously, it's an extreme example. No, no, I get what you're yeah. saying, though. So I did not curb that, as you're saying. Okay. Um, whatever my kids want to be, I'm going to let them be. I'm going to support it. I was blessed. Like, my oldest, Yeah. she wanted to be a lepidopterist when she was younger. Fucking studied butterflies. I don't even know where she learned that word at like five, six years old. I that's the first time ever hearing that word. I'm not gonna lie to you. But um but she's wanted to be a vet for the longest I've known her. I'm not ever going to disparage that. I mean yeah. whatever they want to be, let them be. Like I can't I didn't get to be what I wanted to be. So what right there. So what was your dream when you were five, six years old, seven years old? What was your dream job? What did you Oh, think? I was gonna take over for Optimus Prime, homie. <laughs> That's what I okay. fucking wanted to do when I was younger. So, let's take it to twelve or thirteen when you realized you couldn't be a transformer. Then, just by chance, um, what was your dream job where you thought your life was going to go? Uh, if you could pick, twelve, thirteen, I wanted to be an engineer and okay. design something. I didn't know at that point 
by the time I finished high school, I wanted to, more or less, I wanted to design medicine. Okay. And that was more in part because my dad came down with MS. There's no cures. Yeah. Um, I love science. I love math. It made sense. So I tried that out. Felt stars didn't align. Moved on. Okay. But talking like with our kids and raising them, like I... The world is enough reality in itself. There's no reason for you to crush hopes and dreams before, because it's going to happen anyway. I'm yeah. not trying to cover them. Like my son, when he used to talk about... <laughs> Being a hammer. No, 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 no. <laughs> when he used to talk about, like, oh, I'm going to play in the NFL. No, the fuck you're not. You're white. You're five foot six. Like, you don't have the genetics to do it. Like, there is a stereotypical form. And I told him, you could probably play in college for somebody if you really tried hard. NFL is probably not realistic, but still try. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm I think not that's gonna, the, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the message I to get across. Him, I gave him a, a dose of reality, and he knew it. Like, at this point, he knows it. And I said, there are other things you can, you are really good at at sports. Yeah. There are other things that you can excel in yeah. along with it. Like, I think that's but that's the key, right? But the thing is, is like it's also everyone has that dream to be a sports athlete at some point when you're playing sports. The reality of it is it's the top one percent. Yeah. One percent of the millions of athletes. I mean, if, if my paid. kid came to me today and said, I want to be a pro athlete, I think I would be very realistic with him, kinda of like you were, and yeah. say it, it's gonna it's stacked against you. But if you work your butt off, if you if and, you make that determination right now, because for me And that's what I told him, like yeah, I will you wanna go to camps? We'll do camps. You wanna go here, you wanna go out of state, you wanna go I don't give a fuck, I'll pay for it. Whatever. There are those people, right? So like uh, the prime example for me when I was in college was the people like um Julian Edelman, Wes Welkers, I'm naming just like white wide receivers. I know that sounds weird. You're, Racist, um, but 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 what I mean by that though is they weren't the fastest, they weren't the strongest. No, put in the work. They weren't the biggest, but yeah, they were the guys that were watching film every day, who were doing the extra mile, who were doing you know a hundred catches on the jugs machine every day. Um, there's a guy that uh, plays for a local team that you and I both watch. That even now he's he's a professional. He's only been professional for a couple of years as a wide receiver, and he says that before or after every practice he catches two hundred. And one passes off of a jugs machine because yeah, someone does two hundred. Yeah, so he's doing one more. And but once again, that wide that wide receiver is not the tallest. He's not the fastest. Oh no! no and no, I, no. I want to make sure that that because I was never shown that. I was never told that. Yeah, I was kind of to like where you kind of give your kids the idea of like it's gonna be tough. You it's it's stacked against you, right? And yeah. that's the message I want. I was just kind of told. No, you're not going to. Oh, yeah. No, like, you want to encourage. You always want them to strive for a goal. If you don't have a goal, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, then that's, that's typically who becomes a fucking loser. It's so. Someone who doesn't strive to be better, doesn't. And it took, like, me, it took me a long time to, I guess, find that internally. Niche. Yeah. Because I used to just, <clears throat> I would let the coaches around me and the adults around me tell me how I they would tell me their perception of me and I, I would just assume that was correct if a coach told me I was no good at something 
Okay. Yeah, and I think, but that's also, like, that should be motivation. Like, that's the reason the coach is doing that as a motivational tool. Some coaches. I would agree some coaches, but I think there's other well, coaches who just coaches are closed-minded. Coaches yeah. who care and aren't that's there the, just yes, because, the key. you know, it's a status thing or a, a paycheck to them. But coaches who actually care, like, they will find what motivates each individual. Yeah. And as a parent, that's what you have to do. Like, I have four kids. Each one is motivated a different way. You have to find that, and then you nurture it and grow it. And then when they stray from it, yeah, then you nudge them and give them a little shit to put them back on path. So what are the four different motivation types you have right now between your kids? Oh, like, Jackson is, is pure competitive. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, I know he is. He yeah. like it's competition. So you want you want to get him going. You want to egg him on. It's competition. What about Joey? Oh, she's harder. Um, she's she, the serial killer. She like you to encourage her. You have to not let her know you're encouraging her. Got to be mysterious about it. Yeah. Well, you. Almost like talk shit thinks, to her. If you if she thinks you like it and she's doing it, then she will hate it because you like it now. So you have to find a way to to it's weird. Like <laughs> encourage without encouraging. Uh, you show support without being too supportive. But if you're not supportive enough, then she'll yell at you also. Uh, like if I don't show up wearing uh, gear that in the sport that she's playing and stand in the stands like a fucking idiot. Then she'll be mad at me. But if I don't show up, she would kill me. She'd be really mad and upset. Not literally kill me yet. But so like she'd get away with it if she did. Um, My oldest, it was more or less reassuring. She is very self self doubtful. Okay. I I would probably put myself under that category when I was younger. You know what I mean? It took me a while to get there. So it's just reassuring. Yeah. It's I don't tell her what to do I listen to what she wants to do and then I encourage it okay um, I don't want to be directing the path I just want to make sure she knows what path she's on and then I want to support that path. so you're kind of like behind her on the path just... yes it is and it's just like am I doing it right yep you're doing it right should I do this decision? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think I should do this. All right, let's do this. Like, What about the youngest? Because she seems like the, uh, the she, oddball to me. She's <laughs> my little weirdo. Like, yeah, see? Okay. Like, that one, that one I'm kind of, like, I haven't 100% figured out, only because now she's becoming a, a woman, so it's, well, it's like puberty's different. Like, somehow attitudes kicking in. You actually, like... Get that personality. Getting rid of the kidness more yeah. and more into growing into her own. So I think she is going to be a hybrid of Jackson and Joey. It's going to okay. be uh, a competitive, like, have to, like, fight with her about it, but not let her know I'm fighting her about it <laughs> type thing. Got to be a magician with her, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. But that's half the fun of parenting, though, is, like, you're going to fail. You're gonna fail all the fucking time. Okay, so let's let's kind of segue. What is your biggest? What is your biggest fear as a parent? Like, let's take away the 
losing a child, right? Yeah, I, no, no, no. Because no, no. I think that's every yeah. parent. Yeah, so yeah, let's just yeah. say as a parent, what is your biggest fear while raising a child? Because I'll tell you mine right off the bat. I only have one child, second on the way, once again. Yep. I just don't want my kid to be an asshole. Oh, I don't care about that. When, I'm, but I'm, I don't mean like – I mean – I guess I, the best way, like, I don't care if everybody likes him. Like, that's not, oh, like, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be a yeah. fan favorite, but I want to make sure that he goes through life respectful, right? That everybody He's around him. with manners. Yeah, so I don't want you to come around in a few years and be like, well, you know, and I'm not in the room, and you're like, yeah, that, that Nicholas is a real, real douchebag. You know what I mean? Like, one of my coworkers was, one of my coworkers told me, like, he has a nephew who just, like, about five years old and just will come up and just randomly punch him in, in the balls or the back of the leg. And he's just like out of nowhere. And he goes, this kid is just the devil. Yeah. That's, that's things he's allowed to do and get away with. Um, no, I guess I don't, I never really thought about what I fear as parenting. Um, because I'm still going through new things yeah. every time. Like, yeah. I have a kid in college now. Like, that's new. <laughs> I'm learning that. Like, I'm... I guess my biggest fear parenting is... I don't know. My, I can tell you what my goal as a parent was. Okay, let's start there. My goal as a parent is was to do better than my parents did. Okay. It was to take all the things that I that I thought they did really well and just mimic them and do that and then take the things that I regretted that they didn't do or I thought they did wrong and change it. Okay. So just kind of take it up a notch, right? Yeah. It's just, it's being, it's learning from what my parents did and being better. That's always been my goal. Which I think is a, a, and, and a basic. I'm not bashing my parents. My parents, I think, did a fantastic job. The one thing that I always regretted was that I felt my dad put work above everything else. Okay. Like, he had to provide for the family, blah, 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 whatever. He missed a lot of my sporting events. I, I feel you there. My dad worked midnights. Oof. And it was once again, it was kind of like you said, it was, so my mom didn't work, so... If he worked nights, he got a pay raise, right? He got bumped. Oh, yeah. You always do. Yep. Um, and for him, that made the most sense. We had, he had three kids working nights. But like you said, he didn't – like sporting events, especially like wrestling because, you know, they're always on like a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. Tuesday night or whatever. Those were out of the, out of the, the books. He, he couldn't do those. Saturdays, he was probably too tired. Like he'd come, but he might not make it through. Um, but like the, the little things I remember were like – uh, doing remember, the school plays. You remember when he showed up. Yeah, it, it, but I, I also remember when he didn't. No, 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 right. But you remember how happy you were when he did. Oh, yeah, because I remember when I won in wrestling, prime example, I won the regional championship, and I was like the only, the second kid in my school to ever win a regional championship, and he made it to that one. Um, and it wasn't, I, I remember that because there was other parents that weren't too happy I won because they thought I didn't deserve it. And I, and they were they were they were mad because I wasn't doing all the extra takedowns in practice. And when I was warming up, I wasn't over here jumping rope for ten minutes. I oh, up up next on on mat two is Alex Grab one fifty two. 
all right, I guess I'll take my warm-ups off. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So they were mad, and I remember my dad being there. But, like, I remember the things I wish he would have been at were, like, the, you know, I every year the seniors got to write a school play, kind of like almost like a Saturday Night Live episode, basically. Right. Um, for Homecoming. And I wrote the entire thing. And we acted it out, and I was, like, the star of it. And I just remember, like, all the teachers and students just thought it was, like, the greatest homecoming thing ever and I was just so upset like I'm like that was like because that was still my dream at the time I still wanted to do stand up I still wanted to do and like for me that was almost a reassuring moment like maybe I can do this even though it was a small school but I felt like I felt like that was and the fact that he didn't come out to that but once again it was because of the scheduling Mm -hmm. but but he did come out to my first stand up show I ever did at Grand Valley State he came out to that and I remember it explicitly because there was 5,000 people at this show. The very first show I've ever done, 5,000 people. And I got to do it, and I went out and said hello to my parents. They drove all the way up. It was like a three-hour drive for the show on like a Friday night. And my dad had the camcorder back then, right? Oh, yeah. And I remember saying something to him like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go up second. If you, you know, be exciting. Just get ready. And my, I remember watching the, the camera, though, afterwards, and I start telling a joke about my dad. And the girls in front of him, like he catches on the camcorder and he's, I start going in and you can hear the girls going, I think that's his dad behind us. And it was an embarrassing story. <laughs> and you hear my dad in the camera go, I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing. So like to me, that's, I remember that, that always right. stand out that it was my first show ever. And it was the first step of me trying to do the dream that I was told I couldn't do. And I kind of pissed in everybody's face that I'm going to, I'm going to try it anyways. I'm going to, yeah. worst, what, what happened? What's the worst that's going to happen? I, I, I bomb. No, 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 I hear you. No. So that, that's been one of my biggest goals is I, I don't miss any sporting events. Okay. That I, I can't say that. I say, uh, I heard it has to be varsity. Huh? I heard it has to be varsity. No, no, no. For like an away game. Away, like, <laughs> I will go to away games. The only away I will not go to is track. Okay. I can't stand track. I've but actually, that's, I don't think I've ever actually seen a track meet in my life. Yeah. If I had to be honest with you, I don't I don't know what it entails. I don't I'll know invite way. you to one. And you will see why yeah. Is it like a rest like a wrestling Saturday? No, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really selling it. I can't wait. It's even worse. Here but we go, I'll Joey. Like I have made it to every football, wrestling, volleyball, everything outside of track that I have that I've been able to. Okay. Well, I can't can't beat you there. I've put thousands of miles on my vehicles, but it's worth every second. So, So I can say this. My biggest word of advice... Mm-hmm. To any parent who is actually listening to this for any parental advice, or anyone who's just looking for a laugh, listening for a laugh, just be there. That's the biggest thing you can do as a parent. Just okay. be there. Period. I think that's that's pretty easy. Uh, you'll find your kid wants you to hang out and play Legos, but if you touch a Lego, they'll punch you. Uh, they just want you there to watch them build the Legos. They don't want you to do. I'm. I we're currently in that stage now where he yeah. wants me to sit on the floor while he plays with his cars. Yeah, but it's it's just and you can ask like, there. can I have a car? And he just no. no. Yeah, no. he just wants you to see. He wants you. To, you know, you're almost like his. Uh, like right now, he thinks it's funny to be where you're laying down and you're the jump. Oh right? yeah, right. You're he's go the car's going up your leg. Oh yeah. going up your arm and 
crashing and all that good stuff. You will never know what stupid little moment you spent where you thought it was pointless is what they're going to remember. So you have girls and boy. Nope. I raised all boys. Okay. <laughs> so. Yes. No, I do. The I'm I'm obviously I'm gonna have a second boy and that's it so no girls for me so I'm never gonna know. But however, I have a sister. Yeah. And I'm wondering what your feelings are on this. Obviously, I kind of have an idea where you're going. But I like growing up. Me and my brother were told, "You're 18. You you get out of here." Blah blah blah. But my sister was always told, "You stay here as long as you want. You we're gonna build you a house in the backyard. You don't get married." That's what my dad used to tell my my sister. Like no, <laughs> you stay no. here. <laughs> no, no, no. Like he he no. was like he was from day one. Huh? You know, you never move out. No, you're daddy's little girl. You're never moving out. You're gonna we're gonna build a house in the backyard for you. Okay, you, no boys. You don't need a boy. You got daddy. So I'm wondering, have you did you ever have that same like feeling with your girls compared to your no. boy? Because that was yeah. that was how I was. No, I want them all out. <laughs> So <laughs> I can't wait for all of them to be out. Everyone's like, oh, you're going to be an empty nester. Fuck yes, I'm going to be. So you had no no feelings when you had those those first two girls where you're like, oh, they're going to be daddy's little girls. They're never going to move out. No. Wow. No. Because I remember, even I remember uh, as, the, as the oldest, I was the oldest. I'm yeah, thinking, but I, I didn't ever want to stay at my parents. I wanted to get the fuck out as soon as I could. Yeah, and I'm. I didn't have that want to be like. Oh, I didn't. There. I mean, yeah, I moved out as soon as the apartment came open after my high school year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like from day no. one, I remember my sister always being told, like, "Oh, you can you can live here as long as you want." Yeah, but so I don't know how your family structure is, but like my family's pretty close knit. We talk or see each other weekly, if not multiple times a week. So I guess it, it's not like, I mean, I'm I'm one town away from my mom. Yeah, and your mom's and very brother. nice. I've met your mom. I've met your brother though. Well, he's just me, just retarded. Oh, okay. He's stupid, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a great kid. Yeah. I call him a kid because he's ten years younger than me. Ooh, quite the difference. So he's yeah. what thirty? He's right? thirty-one. Thirty-one. So I'm older than him. Okay. Yeah, but uh. No, so I I never had that. So I know, like, one of our cops we were talking about is, like, the difference between raising boys and girls. Uh, I have a brother. Mm -hmm. I was the only child for 10 years. I raised all my kids as boys. I don't know how to raise them any different. And that's, and the, I don't, honestly, I don't think it's any different than girls. Like, yeah, they had Barbies and they had this and that, but, like, I still roughhouse with all of them the same. Cause I, I still I, taught all of them how to do an arm bar the same. Because <laughs> I, uh, after the first episode, I remember we FaceTimed your daughter, your oldest daughter. Yeah. And you did get a little upset when I asked her when was the last time, because she said she was a little depressed or sad. And I was like, well, when was the last time you got some dick? Yeah. And you why said, the fuck do I want to know when my kid got laid, you twat? I'm just curious. In my eyes, they're virgins. All of them? They better be. Uh, I, yeah. I know really reality, but I'm going to keep my little fucking fantasy world locked in my head that, yeah, they're good. They're all lesbians. So what's the difference for raising boys and girls in that aspect then? Like, do you, like... No, I don't want sex either way. Okay. I am definitely not ready to be a fucking grandparent. 
on either side of that spectrum. I got a whole lot of life I still want to do before I got to... I would still say your son's probably most likely to start that for you. No. No? No. Because I wouldn't... No. I wouldn't put the serial killer. No. (laughs) No, it's probably Emily. Oh, shit. (laughs) No. Uh, No, I... Because that's, that's a that, big that right there, though, That will spiral in a whole other topic for a whole other day. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just the start, though, of, like, that's... There's always that, like, you know... The, yeah. Like you said, you raised them all as boys, but, like, you're talking, like... Oh, no, no, oh, no, no. They also still have a mother. Well, I know, but, you you know, you, you... There's dads that will talk to their daughters one way, like, oh, you know, well, you, no boys, no, blah, blah, blah. but at the same time, like, high-five their son for... I mean... Right. You know my oldest daughter. Yeah. You knew her, who used to be her boyfriend in high school. Like, yeah. I knew him very well. Like, He's an interesting kid. Fucking retarded, but I love him. Okay. Well, as long as you're saying it, not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure he... No, I'm just kidding. He's a great kid. <laughs> he's um, very nice. I like him. No, no, he's a great kid. Uh, and I allowed him to be over. I allowed him to stay the night. Okay, so that's not that's something I never had as this, as the boy. I was never allowed to have a girl spend the night. Again, but I lay the ground rules, and I let them know the consequences. Were they allowed to sleep in the same room? Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard of parents like saying, like, the boyfriend can stay over, but he's going to sleep in the couch in the living room. So the first time he ever, I allowed him to stay, mm-hmm. uh, we stayed at my cabin, all of us. Oh, Oh, and I made him sleep on the, the couch bed with me. Nice. We cuddled. <laughs> Against his will? No, it was too willing. That's the problem. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> no. Um, no, I have trust. You have okay. to trust your kids. Um, if they know my rules, then I'm going to allow them to, until they prove me otherwise. So what was the what were the rules like? Let's say uh, I, no fucking period. That was just that was that's it. my rule. If you're in my house and I'm here, there ain't no fucking. Like I can't. If pick, you're here, yes, I I'm not fucking ignorant. I okay. was a teenager. Like I understand you're gonna do things, but if I'm giving you permission to be at my house and stay, and I am here, you will respect that. Or okay. you will get fucked up. I mean, that's a good consequence, I guess, if, if you were to put a consequence on it. So, no, I don't want to say this. Say it. <laughs> say it. You can't, you can't start with... I can't. Only because I don't feel like hearing comments. Um, I mean, that's what so we're here essentially for. What I, how I started this off when they first started dating. Mm-hmm. Let me reiterate, they're no longer together. Yeah, yeah. But... When they first started dating, I just kind of had a little man-to-man with them and said, whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you. I've heard that that talk has been used by dads before with other boys dating their daughters. Yeah. Which would instill some fear in me. Yeah, but it would only instill fear if that kid believes that you will do it. So, and he probably example, believed you. the first time he went with us to the zoo, he was walking behind us. And they kept slowly getting a little more away, holding my daughter's hand. So I just dropped back, grabbed his hand, and started walking halfway through the zoo, holding his hand. Like I told you, whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you. Uh, well, I'm, i got to say, I'm glad you followed through more than anything. 
Because there's a lot of people that would just they say that yeah with the the idea of that it's going to be the extreme right. So I was raised, and I raised all my kids. A person is only as good as their word. So you do what you say. Okay, I mean that's good advice. I think. <laughs> or it's just scary. <laughs> Depending on... You figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I think for this topic, what we were talking about, no, I think you have to... I mean, it's something your kids have to earn with you, though, trust. Yeah. Something that's... And if I, if you've earned my trust, I have no reason to not believe you when I ask you something and you say you're not going to, that you won't. So let's go off the rails here. Fuck. <laughs> Um, we haven't been on the rails yet. Okay. Well, so uh, I've shared a little bit with you about our listening st- statistics, which by no means are we going viral. <laughs> by, by no means are we um, uh, anticipating that we're going to have a bunch of listeners. However, I can see, see the statistics that we have so far. What do you think of the fact that, the, as of last time I looked at Spotify, which we are on, 100% of our listeners were female. It surprises me. See, I, I, I thought so too, but that then really I thought... surprises me. But I'm thinking maybe there's females that want to hear what dads really think. Because obviously I think that... Or that, is it... Dudes listening on, on their wives' female Spotify account. I mean, there's always that chance. However, I also read you our the names of all the people who follow us on Facebook, New Dad Pro Dad, and you also noticed female. predominantly female. I, I'm surprised about that. I I would like to not look at this like we uh, as men have devolved. Yeah. To not needing assistance from people. Do you think there's a, a, a that separation of when a couple becomes parents, there's still that kind of so, difference in like parenting level. So or young diff- parents? Or old. No, no, no. Young parents, I can okay. definitely see. The younger males are still not fucking mature, period. So do you think there's the females want to hear what mature parent or mature no, men? I think the females are the ones, or the mothers, are yeah. the ones looking for tips and help and tricks. Um, then you might not have the right podcast. But I, <laughs> hey, I guarantee you, every episode there'll be at least two little gems in there. So oh yeah, you know how they say you learn something new every every day. Yeah, we'll teach you something new. Every we'll time. we'll be one of those things. Either we'll teach you what not to do, or we'll teach you. What worked for? We might be able to teach you the spread on a betting for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm never doing that. I don't. Fucking, I don't bet either. I don't bet. The only time I bet was when they gave when I Michigan do. became uh, uh, illegal to bet, and they gave away all those bets. Oh, <laughs> and I went on and I took bet all that free shit. Yeah. And I I bet and like took the easiest like thing and, and just won money and then cashed out and never went yeah. back. Yeah, I I do typically my bets are either with my kids because I want chores done. Okay. And they're not smart enough to bet correctly. Uh, so I get I can see that. extra yard work done, which is great. Uh, or I do bets with friends for food because... Can't lose. Fuck, I love food. 
I, I just don't, I just think it's so weird. Like I was expecting a bunch of dudes just drinking and wanted to hear two dads talk about things that. Yeah. But at the same time, you, we've named this new dad, pro dad. So that doesn't indicate two dads just drinking some beers and having normal conversations, talking shit. It is in our description, though. <laughs> yeah, but again, we're in the shortest attention span ever on the history of this fucking planet. So no one reads past the titles. That's why I, on our first episode, I literally just put, like, first episode, what more do I need to say? That was, that was the... Yeah. Like, when you look at other podcasts, I noticed, like, their description of each episode like, was like a paragraph of like here's everything we talked about and I literally just put no nope. this is and it. I don't ever want us to be that and because the reality think, is we're just here having fun yeah and I think that I think I think it's interesting that we have a primary primarily a female audience because I I really would love I really hope we get to the point part of me now that people comment on our page of like things they want to ask us I oh, really, I, oh, I think that 100%. would be great if if we had some people who would comment on there and say, "What are your, what is the what new dad, pro dad, what did you thoughts do for on this? this situation?" Yeah, hundred percent, love it. I mean, I, if there's anybody listening, take the time. We would love to hear it. I would love to give us because otherwise, you're just going to hear us drinking and talking for a half hour about participation awards. Never, which we not allowed, which we just did. <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to start devolving into, I mean, the first episode we talked about wrestling for a little bit. We talked about everything. I mean, it's going to that point because we're dads. We have the attention span of, well, well I don't want to I say mean, nap. We but, still have to be masculine. We don't want to talk about the mushy shit unless we're forced to. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, ask us the question, though, if you ask us, we'll answer. 100%. If by chance we we get a comment that's not a sixty year old man <laughs> taking a, a, a shit on us for no apparent reason, we hadn't even had an episode yet, which we talked about. We I, I we're gonna bury you every episode we do. We will bring you up. I I, I am a little sad we haven't got a single comment since then, <laughs> because I was kind of hoping to do some more fighting with some. Uh, yeah, that old that's, men that probably are riding around on a scooter in their grocery store because their fat ass can't get up and walk. <laughs> this is me getting off on a tangent, but that's the type of person I envision commenting on our stuff right now. Is I envision it's that guy who's got <laughs> compression socks up to his calf, right? <laughs> he's got the compression, and he's he's on the hover round in in a Meyer or a Kroger or a Walmart. Probably a Walmart. Probably a Walmart. <laughs> and what are you talking about? He does curbside yeah. pickup. His mom does he, for him. Yeah, I was gonna say if he does curbside service, I'd be amazed because he probably doesn't have the use of. I'm guessing this guy was on Facebook on his computer. I don't think it was a smartphone. He still has a flip phone. There's no way. <laughs> he's got a Nokia. He's wondering why he can't do the push to talk with anybody right now because there's nobody else with a freaking push to talk. <laughs> freaking idiot. All right, let's get back on topic. Okay. If anyone has any topic they would like us to talk about, just throw a comment. Yeah. We will review them and answer a few every week. And, every and to be episode. fair, we probably won't even really review them. I will literally just go, oh, I guess we're going to answer that one. <laughs> so if it's a really, if it's a really outlandish question. Oh, well, 
I will answer. Depending I don't Depending how outlandish they go is going to reflect on what I'm drinking that night. I mean, we just try to not drop uh, too much personal information. I mean, we have our kids in there. You've heard my kid's name. You've heard Jared's kid's name. Names. Um, I think we both have the idea of we don't want to get to the point where... I know personally I haven't told anybody where I work that this happens. Yeah, I won't either. Because I don't need my company listening and saying we don't need those that kind of publicity. Even if it's only one Karen listening to it and saying, oh, he said something that offends me. Which, once again, I don't want oh, to Oh, it will it. happen if you listen to this podcast. I will offend you. I don't care. And and we don't care. And if he, no one's forcing the you to listen to us. point of freedom of speech. Yeah, we're not charging you. Individual. We're not making any money off of this. We're not charging you yeah. to listen to us. Hey, maybe there's going to be a new dad, pro dad live show. Who knows? There's a little bar around us. We can maybe talk him into it. Um, if we can get all 44 likes or whatever it is we have to, to sign some, some some petition to get us in there. Um, I mean, our payment really is, is is if you want us to do something, just buy our beer. I mean, I don't, I don't need a car. I don't need anything like that. No. Pay our drinks for the and night. The reality is if we had one follower or zero... I'm still going to do this every two weeks. and I mean, I know... Fuck shit. You know, it's funny is I know your wife follows us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Not my wife. (laughs) My wife hasn't even listened to the first episode. That sounds like a problem. I'm just... I mean, I'm a little disappointed. Well, she probably just doesn't want to be like, oh my God, he's famous now. I I mean, I did tell her that I, I... We talked about how you thought... Or she thought you hated her, which we ran into at the bowling alley and we discussed a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring it up every time I see her now. Um, um, so she was like, will of course. know if I don't like you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I talked to your wife about that and she goes, oh. She was telling me about how you mess with her sister. Um, Lesbo? <laughs> I don't remember. Her name is Liz. I call her Lesbo. She, she was saying like she was taking it very personally when you guys first met and then she Emily had to tell her like you have to go back at him if you don't go back at him he doesn't respect you 100% and so but she was like taking it very personally and oh. Emily was like you just need to just roll with the punches they're all fucking sensitive no I just if I give you shit then I tolerate you okay if I don't give you shit that's when you worry I mean, that's what I tell my the people that work for me is that if, if I don't talk to you, that's probably a, um, a bad thing. Yeah, bad thing. If, if I'm shooting the shit with you in the break room when I see you, you're probably fine. But if I'm passing by you with not so much as a, how's it going? Yeah, you you yeah. might want if I'm, to. If I'm teasing you. If I'm you, really nice to you every time I see you, I fucking hate you. That means I'm being the HR person yeah, and making I sure I don't I say anything you. that you can use against me. Yeah, right? I hate you. If I'm teasing you or messing with you, like if a guy messes up and I bring it up a couple times, like I had a guy like run through the wall up. with a high-low. <laughs> but there, see that. Yeah. Done it. <laughs> and if I give you shit about it for a week or two as I'm paying the bills to get it re, you know, redone and fixed, odds are I probably like you. If I was to say, walk away and, and try to tell you, oh, it happens to everybody, odds are I'm yeah. building a case to get rid of you. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. So, I think that's how a lot of dads are built. 
So, I mean, another, I, I think another strong, strong week of, of talking. Um, I know you got places to be. I got places to be. But I feel like it's still going strong. Hopefully, we get another handful of listens and hopefully a couple comments. Is, is there anything you want to add? No, I think, I think maybe we'll have to discuss this off. But maybe next time, maybe we have a guest next time. Yeah, we have discussed that. We either maybe one of the wives or maybe another another dad. I think I think either way it could be fun. I think it could be great either way. Because we've we've talked about my father in law and my dad, and we've talked about your best friend, right? Yep. Coming on. And then we've talked about the wives. So I think it's a matter of who's gonna give us the most entertainment with the same amount no, of information. I think, I think it's it's gotta be entertainment level. Yeah. Like who is gonna be fun? Like the whole point of this is Hey, let's name drop. Fun. I think I think your buddy Mike. Right? I think Mike would be great. I think Mike would like it. I think um, Mike would be great. I think it So, you know, we'll have his people get a hold of our people. <laughs> and see if we can set something up. We have to do some scheduling. Um some scheduling. But other than that, I, I think I think we're good for the day. I think it's another oh, yeah. another good episode. And hey, uh the reality is I don't I don't care if they don't like it. It's true. We don't really care. Either way, we're going to be back here in two weeks doing the yep. same thing. Just Hopefully just not saying anything excuse. that... Uh, well, actually, I can't even say that. We're probably going to try to offend people. Yeah. No. Um, the whole point is this gives us an excuse to hang out, drink some beers, and our wives approved of it. So we win. Jared, another good time. Had fun. Um, hopefully your kids don't get too upset with this episode. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But either way, hey, thanks for listening. Um, if you made it to this point and you made it past the first two minutes, um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a good one.